<gasps> Hello, guys. Can you hear us? Please, Hi. God, tell me you can hear us because I am not in the mood for charades today. Oh, I don't have anything ready to go. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for charades. You are live. Thank you, Jean. Love live that. From New York City. Hi, Steph. Hi, Beth. How are you? We're kind of wearing matching sweaters. I'm going to take mine off. And flowers. But flowers. We'll, we'll keep that. Oh, it's chilly. It's so cold if I take it off. But it's not that matching. I'm freezing. Are you? Yeah. I can't take mine off. Hi, you guys. Good tank. Hi. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome, friends. So excited you're here. I don't know if anybody's here on Facebook and YouTube. One person. Thumbs up. You guys, how are we? Two. Tell me everything. Steph, tell me um, two interesting things and one mundane thing. Two interesting things. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. I know. It was a hard question. It was a hard question. Number one, my friend had her baby. Praise God. We're praying for your friend and her baby. Yes. Number two, interesting. What you said, interesting? Yep. Second interesting thing. I don't know. Prayer is just kind of interesting right now. Like we have a retreat coming up I love this that. weekend and the yeah. Lord's very like specific. So that's been interesting. Wow. Beautiful. One mundane thing, please. My kids are sick. Oh, fevers. Oh, yeah. Runny noses. Yes. Lack of sleep. No. Grumpy because of I'm the lack sorry. of sleep. Yeah. So. That's yeah. kind of the play. Where are yeah. you at, Bethy? Okay, two interesting things. One, I spent an incredible, just joyful, hilarious, crazy 24 hours in Seattle, Washington for our revival. It was the best. I'm still just receiving the gift of it. You know what I mean? Beth. Number two, I had spiritual direction yesterday. Blew my mind. The Lord is insane. Ooh. He's so beautiful. I can't believe how good he is. I can't believe how good my spiritual director is. Like when people are really generous with you, when they really love you, do you have people like that in your life that like they, they reveal God's heart to you specifically. She reveals God's heart for me to me. Well, wow. like she delights in me, like almost no one else I've ever met. Jenna is another person like that who just like really delights in me. I guess I do have a lot of people that delight in me, but my spiritual director is like, whoo, she's up there. <laughs> One mundane thing. Oh, I got a lot of emails. I got a lot of emails I need to send and respond to. You weren't on Huddle yesterday, but that was my challenge. Uh, uh, emails? Emails. Yeah. Listen, here's what happens. Sometimes email, uh, DMs on the app, DMs other places, text messages. I'll let them pile up. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to get back to these people. And then guess what happens? They're, they immediately respond. And I just have to do it again. But I feel so accomplished mm -hmm. getting back to people. Yes. But then it just builds up. And there it is again. Yeah. Jenna, thank you. That was actually, Aww. we texted each other. Yeah. And I was like, Steph, I feel like we should dress like a spring bouquet today. Mm, I have just the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Glad we're here. <laughs> Guys, I have another interest. You want to touch my sweater? I bought this at a Denver women's conference when we were, we yeah, have it. She had a little table there. It was so cute. So sweet. Um, an interesting thing is I had a very funny conversation with uh, Caroline and Aubrey last night. What? So the fact that they're here what? is hilarious. Wow, guys. Thanks for including me. 
What? I thought we were in a group text. Honey pot? Excuse me? What? What's happening here? Are you joking? Why are you guys just laughing? Like it's really cute to it is my fault. Wow. I see I got kicked fault. out of the group chat. That's fine. No, 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 no. No, that's fine. Seth, who are you matchmaking them with? Emily Wilson's post, isn't it? It is. That's all right. You're doing God's work. I'll allow it. Just trying to I at least. Allow it. That's all right. Jenna screenshotted people for me and she said her daughters went through her phone and saw them. She was like, this is kind of awkward. This is not for me. You know what I mean? Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. Well, I would like to see who these men are. You're acting like I don't want to. No, stay tuned. It was just late at night and you were off yesterday, you know? I mean, I guess. Yeah. This what is sleep? What is sleep when it comes to our vocations? You know what I mean? We all like, said goodnight, and then I saw that uh, Aubrey was still on Slack when I was on Slack, and I'm like, we're not asleep. Thank you, Caroline. Somebody, somebody. She did say that. Caroline's another person who really delights in me. Aubrey is a person who delights in stuff. It's unbelievable. I delight in all of you. We we live we live abundant lives. You guys, what are we chatting about today? We are talking. Hi, Rachel from Melbourne, Australia. Welcome, friend. So happy you're here. We're talking about hearing. This chair is Stop. driving. It's fine. They can't even hear it. Okay. We're talking about hearing God's voice. Yeah. Can we hear him? What does that sound like? Yeah, I would actually love, love, love. I have things to say. What's new? But I would love to hear your questions about hearing God's voice. Mm -hmm. We want to talk today about sensitivity to God's voice. How do we start hearing God's mm -hmm. voice? What about, I'm not going to give you any more questions. I want you to ask the questions. You know what I mean? We're going to have a far reaching convo today. Mm -hmm. And I want to learn from you, like how you hear God's voice. Yes. Okay. I'll start. Ooh, we are talking about sheep. We are going to talk, talk about sheep. Okay. Here's what I want to say. I, uh, was doing a little Q&A at a Newman Center. I think I might have even mentioned this on Q&A before. And this, this lovely college student asked me, how many ways are there to hear God's voice? Like, do different people hear God's voice differently? And I'm going to be honest with you. This is an aside. I didn't say this in the answer. There was a time, a long time, <laughs> where people would tell me, like, God said this thing to them, or they, like, heard God. And, and I was like, that does not sound like the Lord to me. Like that is too intense. Like I, God just never speaks to me like that. And I was a little, I was a little prideful. I was like, you guys, you need to get in touch with God's heart. Cause what you're saying right there is cuckoo bananas. He would never talk to me like that. And listen, part of that is true. He doesn't talk to me like that, but I learned this from a very holy priest at ASU Newman Center, Father Q, shout out. He said that a reporter once asked Pope Benedict, how many ways are there to God? And Pope Benedict answered, as many as there are people. And I, that changed my life. So this is a recent conversion that I've had. <laughs> it's, it's unfolding. I'm like, these people are all hearing God speak to them in the way that he speaks to them. Like, I do not respond to tough love. So, like, God doesn't try that with me. But Steph here, Steph responds to tough love. We're all about it over here. Can't relate. You know yeah. what I mean? But that doesn't mean that Steph is not hearing the voice of God. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that I'm not hearing the voice of God because he's not giving me tough love. Do you hear what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Steph, I am. your thoughts. Um, 
a few things. Mm-hmm. This chair is driving me insane. So that's number one. Number mundane two, thing. That is very mundane. Yep. Um, second thing. I think that it does take humility, patience, mm-hmm. and practice to hear God's voice. Whoa. Yeah. Are you guys taking notes? I'm sorry they weren't all peas. Hmm. What do we what can we do with that? Humility, patience, practice. Okay. And it's just it's hard because we yeah. get into this idea of like, yeah, no, God would never say that to me. Or like I'm making this up to try to make myself feel better. Totally. Or like there's no way he would respond that quickly. Now listen, there is something to be said for we can rush in in prayer. Totally. I'm very good at putting words in God's mouth, what I think God would say to me. Mm-hmm. But am I actually waiting and letting him mm-hmm. say it to me? Not always. So it's both hands. I was like a senior in high school or maybe like right out of high school. And I was like walking to the chapel and I was in youth ministry at the time. And one of the core members is like, oh, I said, oh, I'm going to go to the chapel. Then I came out uh, after being in adoration and mm-hmm. he was like, what did Jesus say to you? And I was like, what? Mm. I'm like, I don't know. I just sat there. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't take time to listen. Wow. And so, like, at that moment, I realized, like, wow, you are trying to speak to me, yes. Lord. Yes. You want to say something to me. And you're not like this, like, you're not making this maze for me to try to figure you out and get to that point. Like, you have something for me. You have a word for me. Yeah. So every time after that, and, like, I still remember this years later, I'm like, Lord, what are you trying to say to me? Mm-hmm. What are you speaking to me? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that was helpful for my friend to say, like, and he was, he was my age. We were like all like, we were 18 years old. And he's like, what is, oh. what did Jesus say to you? And I'm like, I don't know, mm-hmm. but I'll go back and ask him. Like, mm-hmm. what are, what are we talking about, Lord? Yeah. So that yeah. was helpful for me. Uh, Mary Kastner, who's um, one of the worship leaders that we do our revival nights and our retreats with, she's very good at, facilitating prayer at those revival nights. So as we move into a time of silence, she will prompt the women Mm -hmm. by saying, we're going to move into a time of silence because Jesus wants to say something to you. So now we're going to listen for what he wants to say. Mm -hmm. And I love that prompt. I love that language because it, it inflames this uh, anticipation, but also expectation that God speaks and that we can hear him. And ultimately, this is where the sheep part comes in. John 10, mm-hmm. 27, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So we can hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. We can hear God's voice. Where do we hear God's voice? This is, this is a great place to start our convo. Steph, where do we hear God's voice? I like the catechism where it talks about like the different ways that God yeah. reveals himself to his creation wow. because it's like, it goes back to that first idea that you have that like, there's not just one way to the Lord. Yeah, like yeah. There's not just one Avenue and he's going to reveal himself through creation, through his word, through tradition, mm-hmm. through the sacraments, through the church. And so really ultimately it's like, there's many ways, Yes, but there's one that you are going to gravitate towards yes. and that's the one that's for you. And so there's times where like, you know, even we can suggest mm-hmm. a prayer to you, a prayer practice, and it might not be the way you pray or resonate. Like I learned how to hear God's voice through journaling. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because I just took my, I, I took my journal with me <coughs> to the chapel and I realized that like, as I started writing, I'm like, this isn't coming from me. 
and I would read and I would have, and I would realize like I'm in a conversation with you mm -hmm. right now, you know, and that, but journaling might not be for what other people need, mm -hmm. you know, and think mm -hmm. there's, and so I encourage you go to that section of the catechism that talks about like the different ways that God reveals himself to, to his creation, yeah. because it's just a great reminder that it's not a one size fits all. Like he wants to just be in communication with us. Yeah. Um, but there's also things that like get in the way of that. I was a communications major. So we studied a lot about noise and channels and voices and things like that. And yeah, we, we, and noise, not necessarily meaning like noise, like physical noise, audible noise that you can hear, but like the things that are saturating your oh, listening yes. that like are, that are getting in the way of a communication that's trying to come or, or leave from you. Mental noise, mental clutter. Yeah. 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 Okay, I would say, I love that you mentioned journaling. Mm -hmm. I would say if you want to hear God's voice, read his word. Yes. If you, I hearing God's voice isn't, we have to be formed in it. Because what we, what we perceive in prayer, mm -hmm. what we hear in the inner room, our soul, it's never going to contradict God's word. So it's imperative that we learn mm -hmm. the nature and character of God we learn his heart. We learn how he speaks by reading his word. Yeah. That's, I think, how we begin to get formed totally. in hearing his word. And oftentimes the Lord just speaks to me in his word. It, he's not repeating himself. He's reminding me of something mm -hmm. that he's already said, not because he's repeating himself, but because his word is alive. So mm -hmm. that word is present. That word is for right now. Don't you ever, does it happen to you where you get an inspiration about like a certain quote of scripture mm. and you're just like, wait a minute, that's actually perfect to what I, like, I didn't even realize that yeah. I had committed that scripture to memory and now totally. Lord, you're bringing it up to me. Totally. Yeah. Also the way the Lord, the Holy Spirit is able to apply scripture to our lives is so unbelievably creative and like just spot on. I'm like, I never would have read that scripture and thought it was about this work yeah. situation yeah. or my relationship with my brother or my own sin. Like I, I wouldn't have even put it that way, but he applies mm -hmm. his word. I love that. I think, I mean, okay, I'm just going to say it. Yeah, like, say we, it. I think there, that's why there's like this fascination of mm -hmm. like, um, like horoscopes and what's your sign. Interesting. Like you, I want someone to tell me about myself. Totally. And like, there's like this, aha, this applies to me. And wow. so there's like this like weird, like reliance almost on some, someone tell me something about my identity. Interesting. Right. But like yeah. it, it falls short one, because it, that, that magazine or article you're reading from doesn't know you, mm. you know, it doesn't have a relationship with you. So when we go to like, what is my identity? Like, if you really want your mind blown, you don't need to look for your horoscope. Like, read the word. Yeah. God will reveal your identity wow. to you time and time again. Yeah. And it's spot on because he knows you. He mm. He knows that we know him too. Also, it's truth. It's, it's truth. It's truth. Yeah. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the mm -hmm. life. A, a horoscope in a magazine. Yeah. A quiz on BuzzFeed. You, you know, know, these things aren't going to reveal your, your deepest and truest identity, they're never going to be able to unveil mm -hmm. the unique gift of your human person. But there is a hunger. There's like a thirst in us, a drive in us to discover who we are and mm -hmm. why we exist. And until we discover Jesus, we will never know that that purpose or that identity. It's Augustine. Our hearts are restless until they rest in you, yeah. Lord, until I rest in my identity yeah. as your daughter. Like it's 
other than that, I'm just going to be restless. I'm going to be trying to find these things that tell me mm. maybe some truth, but not the truth about who I am and who you are and your love for me. <laughs> I would actually say that this is like the, the preeminent. This is, this is the most important work of our life is to learn to discern the voice of God because it's going to define us and it's going to help us move through and understand our lives, mm -hmm. follow him, like be on an adventure with Jesus, who is the way, yeah. lead us to the abundant life. Come on, who wants that? I do. I mean, this is important. This is no small thing, learning the voice of God. When I first started spiritual direction, that was the first thing my spiritual director and he was just like he's he is an amazing priest and like he just gets just discernment and that was the first thing he trained me yeah. to do yeah whose voice is that mm -hmm. is that god's voice or like because does god speak to you that way would god speak to you in this way that you're like putting yourself down or beating yourself up for you have shame you have guilt you have doubt yeah the lord is not going to speak to you that way and so mm -hmm. whenever i would have like these like meetings with him he would just ask me like whose voice was that yes i'm like wow and so like it became a practice like in my own life yes when i would start feeling like this like pressure this anxiety like anything like just kind of overcoming me i would ask like whose voice am i listening to wow. right now and it's not the lord's and then and then that's like powerful once you say yes. like that's not god's voice you do not have power over me yeah oh man it's a game changer wow mm -hmm. You're growing in discernment. Totally. And Elizabeth, you're, I, I saw your question above. How do you pray for the Lord to remove Satan's voice and insert his in our wounds and the lies that we believe in our everyday life? Such a good question. And mm. I think this is really the answer is growing in discernment. To ask Jesus for the grace of discernment. To ask the Holy Spirit mm. to give you a keen discernment. To sharpen your discernment. And, and I think I, I want to take any like abstract or ethereal quality out of that and say you can simply bring to the Lord whose voice is that. Mm -hmm. You can hear Jesus asking you whose voice is that when these thoughts come. Yeah. And, and I think when you answer that question, it sounds like you already have that discernment because you know that it's Satan's voice. And that he's speaking in and about and through your wounds, lying to you. Mm -hmm. So I would turn to, you've identified that's his voice. And then you turn just interiorly to the Lord. But what do you say? What do you Oof. say, Jesus? Crying. I think silence is key to hearing God's voice. It's very hard for us to set a time aside yes. for silence. Yes. Yeah, agree. I, I love what you said, Beth. Like scripture is just the ultimate. Like it is his literally his voice. I mean, collection guys, for us. Like, take notes on this. How do we learn God's voice? Scripture, silence, journaling. Mm -hmm. You're gonna hear a lot of like practical tips today. Maria says, I was so distracted in prayer today, mm -hmm. trying to enter into imaginative prayer, and it yeah. went sideways like five times. Yeah. Then I felt the Lord prompt me to not let this disturb my peace, but to be aware of his voice throughout the day. He's very tender with me and wants to, me to share everything with me, with him. He wants me to rely on yeah. him entirely, the little sacrifices and sufferings. He wants me to tell him everything. Yeah, Maria, it sounds like you're really maturing in prayer because I will say, Sometimes prayer like doesn't feel like it's it. It's like dry, you're distracted, you're mm -hmm. frustrated, you're not getting to your agenda, you're not getting the answers mm -hmm. you want. You can't even enter in and love him the way that you want. Mm -hmm. 
But then the, the grace of that time of prayer, when we just surrender it to him, surrender ourselves to like the reality of what's happening in prayer. Mm-hmm. He is so active. There's an overflow of his spirit and, and grace for our yeah. daily life. And you'll begin to hear him and see him in like the ordinary events of your everyday life. Mm-hmm. There's an inspiration there that you're maybe not even aware of simply because you connected with him, even if it doesn't feel that way it's still the grace is overflowing for your daily life. So it sounds like you persevering in prayer um, is bearing fruit, but maybe not in the way that we want. Yeah. I think that's a frustration in prayer. Yeah. That's just like a little pride thing for me. Cause I get that even after confession sometimes mm. I'm like, Lord, what? I don't feel washed away by your mercy right now. Mm. And I'm like, Lord, you forgive me. Let the graces kick in and I'll be fine. I mean, this is faith. Like mm-hmm. just making an ascent of the will, like, it doesn't matter if I feel it or not. This yeah. is true. This is what's happening. Aubrey said, if we aren't giving him room to speak, yes. slow prayer, yes. silence, chances are we're putting words in his mouth, at least for me. Oh, I hear you. I hear you, Abs. Okay. Jennifer asked, what are your favorite ways to create space for God's mm. voice in your heart? Steph, do you want to answer that? Yeah, I would say it just first and foremost takes being intentional about it Mm -hmm. and not letting it be like, well, when it comes up throughout my day, I'll pray. So my favorite ways to create space would be to set time aside as number one and like stick to that. And then I don't know. I love just like (coughs) nothing like a good candle on, you know what I mean? Mm. Like I just, let's light a little candle. Let's be reminded of his light and then turn to prayer. Whatever that looks like for you, it's going to look different for all of us. And it's going to look different in our circumstances too. You know, I, I have a candle right next to my sink Mm -hmm. where I do my dishes because Lord knows that's my prayer. Mm. So I light a candle to kind of help me just like center myself and just be in that moment of like, this is a surrender. This is a sacrifice that I'm offering up. Um, But Lord, like, I know you're here. I've said that before. Like Mm -hmm. he's in the kitchen with me all the time. So I think it just carving out some time and sticking to it just like you would stick to like um like a date with a girlfriend or something or like a visit to wherever like any any plans that you have like they're important but like nothing is as important as cultivating that relationship so make sure that you give it the same priority actually Mm -hmm. the most priority of your day Mm -hmm. beth you just said something that was so good I I don't want to gloss over the simplicity of lighting a candle Mm -hmm. because I I think doing something intentionally in your environment, you know, body and soul are a unity. We're we're not just these like floating around spiritual souls, Mm -hmm. something about preparing for and entering into an environment intentionally communicates to our bodies and our souls. I'm, I'm taking a rest now. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm becoming present to the God who is always present to me. Mm-hmm. So it seems maybe too simple, but I think something like that becomes like a bedrock. Yeah. It, be- it becomes, um, it signals to your whole body, yes. to your whole life. Like we're slowing down and we're sitting down and I'm going to encounter God. I think that was really good. Thanks. Sorry, can I just read it again? I, there was something about the way you said it. Create space for God's voice in your heart. Well, I think there are practical things we can do mm-hmm. without, like our environment. Um, I would add to that additionally, 
just having a commitment to prayer. Mm -hmm. So whether that's daily mass, whether that's, um, for me, I have a, a spiritual direction, like commitment to 30 minutes of mental prayer every day outside of the rosary, outside of mass. Like this is just my contemplative relational time in prayer with God. Um, so having a commitment, um, whether at, and there, I would say a routine to some degree, yeah. you know, I don't live or die by that routine. I can have flexibility in it, but I'm committed to that. Um, so I think those things kind of help us to stay on track. They're like guardrails for us. Interiorly, I think creating space, I would recommend two things. One, you already mentioned confession. Mm -hmm. It is very hard to hear God's voice when we have all of the residue of sin and the You know, sin just makes it very hard to hear God's voice. Yeah. We're hearing all kinds of other voices. When we give the devil a foothold, like they're, Lord, will you help me? Our, our sin, um, these sins that we commit or that others commit against us, they're accompanied by demonic spirits. Yes. So there's like a spirit of anger, a spirit of lust. And so as long as we're just walking around with this mm -hmm. stuff kind of cluttering up our souls, it's it's impeding our ability to hear God's voice and we're hearing from the enemy instead. Mm -hmm. So regular confession is going to just help keep those airwaves clear, mm -hmm. you know? And then just, I would say detachment. Like we need to just start detaching from other voices. Yeah, I was going to say fasting, like fasting from mm -hmm. maybe just don't listen to something in the car. Maybe don't, even spiritual stuff. Like, do you have to listen to five podcasts on the spiritual life? Why don't you turn off the podcast and just talk to God <laughs> on the way home from work? You know what I mean? I laugh because like, we'll do that, right? We just like, we just want so much content, content. that's going to help us talk to the Lord. Yeah. It's like, how about you turn it off and talk to me? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I went to I went to a, a conference in October that was so meaty, like it was so dense and so good. I, I was like overwhelmed by how much excellent, deep, meaningful content there was. But I have been praying about one line, one thing that one of those five speakers said has been the through line for my prayer for the last six weeks. One line. So like we can have a ton of content, but unless we're praying with that content, actually talking to God about mm -hmm. that content, we're just staying up here, which it is important to be formed intellectually, yeah. but until we're bringing it into the realm of the heart and we're relating it in prayer, we're, we're not really letting the Lord cultivate that seed. We're just, we got a lot of seeds, but it's not, nothing's being yeah. rooted Nothing's mm -hmm. being cultivated, nurtured. Mm -hmm. Nothing's ultimately bearing fruit. We're just, but we're going to have a stockpile of seeds. You know, mm -hmm. that's a poor analogy, but no, I like it. We don't need a stockpile. We're going to water the seeds. Gene says, I'm stuck. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He makes me. I'm trying to think like a sheep, green, yeah. new wow. grass, fresh, vibrant, like new spring. Yeah. What do you all think? I think ask the Lord why that's sticking out to you. That's what I say and Aubrey said it too there's a reason why things resonate yeah. with us so I would Jean I would just tell him like I don't know what that means but I want that and mm -hmm. tell him why that's attractive to you and what does the color green mean to you and what is the thought of green pastures like how do you feel that mm -hmm. in your body where is your soul weary and needs to lie down yeah. I tell him just talk to him about it yeah 
Like, yeah. What does it mean, Lord? I don't know. Yeah, it's not a it's not a puzzle to be solved. It's a mystery to be revealed. Yeah, I sometimes just ask the Lord, can you just be specific with me right now, Lord? Because I can't. I'm not getting it. Mm-hmm. And I just wait a bit. And then eventually it comes. Mm-hmm. Veronica said, in a conversation with my mom, she had a question. I told her to ask him. A couple of minutes later, her answer was in a song that we immediately heard. Whoa. Wow. Love. Yeah, there are so many ways. If we have that foundation, I mean, this is hearing God's voice in prayer uh, presupposes that we're we're in a state of grace. So we're staying close to the sacraments and we need to read the word so we get formed in God's nature and character. So we yes. learn his voice. Yeah. Uh, you know, there were probably a lot of people out there who are like, God said this or but if if we're not in a state of grace, we're deceiving ourselves. Yeah. We're putting our thoughts in God's mouth, you know. Yeah. And what, yeah, yeah, we also need to, if we recognize his voice, when we hear someone say, God is actually saying this, we're able to discern, like, is that For true? For sure. You know, it doesn't yeah. have, what, what someone else says about God and their relationship with, with him, with them does not have to apply to you. Mm-hmm. He has his own relationship with you. You're the only one that can serve God with your life the way you can. And vice versa. Like I can only have my relationship with the Lord uniquely and differently. Yes. And so our relationship and the way we hear him, the way we speak to him is yes. going to be different. So I would say like the tone and the practice yeah. and the application, but always within the framework of the sacraments, mm-hmm. the magisterium and the word of God. Totally. Yeah. Shalom says, ladies, where would you suggest starting in the Bible? Sorry, I'm excited. I always want to open my Bible and hear God, but I never know where to start. It makes me feel discouraged and uninspired. Shalom, I hate that. I don't want you to be discouraged or uninspired. But you're not alone. There's so many, I think Catholics even, that feel intimidated. Totally. Yeah. To crack open scripture. Yeah. I mean... I would say the gospels just because I think they're the ones that we are most familiar with, like the stories of Jesus. Let's get even more specific though. Just one got pick a gospel and start reading that gospel. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think when you're trying to get in a rhythm of prayer and learn God's voice, it, it's, we might be tempted to like play Bible roulette. We want to open it and like find a verse that speaks. And that happens. Sure. Like, I think the Lord is very generous to us, especially early in our prayer lives. <laughs> yeah. But we need to become students uh, of mm-hmm. the teacher mm-hmm. and actually begin to study and read the word and and work through it systematically. Like, And what I mean by that is just start with chapter one, read chapter two, just read a whole book. And you'll find miraculously that what you're reading applies to your life. Yeah, totally. You know? It's like when you go to mass and you're like, that homily was about me. It was yeah, for yeah. me. It's because it is. The word yeah. of God is for us. Okay. So I would say just to close the loop on this gospel conversation, uh, I love the gospel of John. That's my go-to. Jenna would say Mark. Always start with Mark. It's the shortest. I like Matthew. Interesting. Because it's it helps. If you can get through Matthew, you can get through all of them, I feel. It's very, like, very detailed and very, like... This is the most Steph answer you could possibly <laughs> give. I just feel like once I get through Matthew, it, it like, sets yeah. the, the foundation for when I go into Mark, Luke, and John. I'm like, yeah, I get it. So interesting. <laughs> okay, we're going to move this conversation over onto the app. And actually, I want to I wanna keep chatting about something. I learned this crazy cool thing about prayer personalities 
that blew my mind. It helped me to understand why Steph hears God differently than I do. Always within the framework of the church and the sacraments and the word of God. But she hears God in a way that is so different mm -hmm. from the shape and the character of my soul. So mm -hmm. I'm excited to share about that over on the app. Gals, we're not leaving you. We're just, we're keeping the party going and we want you to join us over on the Blessed Is She app. See you soon. See Facebook ya and there. YouTube. Thanks. Okay, gals. I, my friend Megan made me aware of this thing, this book, like in the eighties called prayer and personality. Meg Hunter Kilmer did like a series about it on her blog. And essentially it takes like your Myers-Briggs personality type and it, it kind of matches the letters and breaks them down into four prayer styles or spiritualities, Augustinian, to mystic ignatian and franciscan mm -hmm. and as i'm reading these descriptions and like what scripture like how, what books of the bible appeal to to mystics versus augustinians what style of prayer uh makes an augustinian feel connected versus a franciscan feel connected to god i was like oh wow God is so personal and unique. Mm -hmm. And Steph and I are not the same spirituality. Surprise. We're, we're just not, you know? <laughs> yeah. I had my husband take it and we're not the same either. No way. Did you really? Mm -hmm. What is he? He was, I forgot. Mike would know. Oh, darn it. Let me, I'll look it up while okay. you keep okay. talking. But it was so funny because I'm like, I mean, his is just very like, fluid and like there's no set like what? routine and blah 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 and i'm like about his myers Briggs. no his, i'm talking his about spirituality. his spirituality wow and i was like well that makes sense because i'm always like are you praying but it's because i'm praying my way and i'm not seeing him pray my way so interesting and his way of prayer is totally different okay so a, a friend of mine was telling me her husband is Thomistic and how he's always like working toward a virtue and setting goals oh. and like learning about certain things. And she's like, that is not prayer. You're studying. But she realized like when you're doing that with the Lord, that is prayer for a person with a Thomistic spirituality. Mm -hmm. I'm looking him up. Yes. Interesting. FP. Anyway, maybe I'll share. Um, you, you did share, share, didn't you? I shared it with the well alumni, Oh, okay. but I'll I share it uh, in the, in the, um, I'll share it in the comments when we, when we. He's um, Franciscan. No yeah. way. Yeah. He is the first Franciscan I know. Yeah. Nature and visual art, acts of service. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. I would also be like. Prayer should be more spontaneous, praying? driven by praise and gratitude <laughs> rather than the more rigid routine of the Ignatian. Your Ignatian. Ignatian. That is unbelievable. Isn't that so funny? Yeah, so Often it is a very, simple conversation. That, Anyway, I share that to encourage you to pray in line with your personality and your yeah. spirituality. Every Bible in a year is not going to work for everyone. Mm -hmm. A daily rosary is not going to work for mm -hmm. everyone. Are those things encouraged? Should we always be kind of trying to grow? Is there grace to do things that are outside of our personality or preference? Absolutely. But know yourself. Teresa of Avila, the whole first mansion in Interior mm -hmm. Castle is self-knowledge, mm -hmm. self-awareness, which has a lot to do with sin and humility. But still, the same holds true about just being kind to our souls, helping us to fall in love with prayer. Yeah. 
Renee said, the Lord speaks to us through others too. Yes, Renee. There has been several times lately I talk with the Lord and the Lord answered through Blessed is She and these talks. Praise God. Absolutely. This is why spiritual conversations and holy friendships are so important because the Lord, the Lord is speaking in all of the ways. They cut a tree down outside of this window. We opened the blinds and I like wanted to start weeping. I actually love this tree and, and I'm just seeing a stump and I'm like, I know the Lord has something to say to Mm -hmm. me through that. I could just feel it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. He's speaking to us through creation, through other people, through books that we read, through movies that we watch, in prayer, in the word. Yeah. Oh. The Augustine quote was in the BIS Advent story today. And that's what... That's awesome. Yeah. Mary's spiritual director says, God always speaks in ways in which we will understand. Amen. Yes. Can we just say that again? God speaks to you in a way that you will understand. He speaks your language. And as we mature, as we grow in the spiritual life, he teaches us his language, his way of revealing himself in silence, through signs, scripturally. But he he appeals to us in the language of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Uh-huh. He speaks through story. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. Through our own stories, through... I mean, think about the gospel is the greatest story ever told. He speaks to us through other people's mm-hmm. testimony. Absolutely. He's speaking all the time. Maybe that's where we should have started this. God is speaking all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's speaking to you personally, uniquely, individually. And he's using every means possible to get your attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we say we don't hear his voice... That's more of like a us thing. Like, why are we not hearing his voice? Because it's there. Yeah. Discernment of spirits from St. Ignatius has helped me so much with discerning his voice, the evil one's voice, and my voice. That's awesome. Love discernment of spirits. (coughs) My trouble is not getting into my own head when I try to be silent. Yeah. Sure. That takes some discipline. And it just takes time being comfortable in silence. You know, Cheryl, when you find that you're doing that, it's a real simple hack that I... I often share with women in the well, if you find that you're getting kind of stuck spinning your wheels in your head, uh, just, just immediately relate that to the Lord. So just tell him I'm feeling really stuck. I'm getting in my own head. I'm starting to feel anxious can just be a simple thing, Mm -hmm. but always go relational. Don't try to think your way out of it. Even by thinking spiritual things, instead, just talk to Mm -hmm. God, bring it back into that relational place. Yeah, Bella said I was in an intense negative mental spiral this morning, and I literally had to ask Jesus, is that you? Wow. Wow. So good. Just like flipping it and making it, taking it out of isolation in our heads and into the relational space. Oh, Seely? It's Seely's birthday today. Happy birthday, Seely. Happy birthday, Seely. It's her first one away from home. She just feels very unseen. Seely! Even though I know that Abba Father sees me and is rejoicing in this day because of me, it's so hard. Celie, do you have an adoration chapel on campus or at a parish nearby? And you can go and just literally see the Lord and be seen by him. And also, Celie, I'm just going to pray that you're surprised today by someone seeing you, celebrating you, loving you. I just want you to expect the Lord to love you and see you today in the events of your daily life, you know? Like, can I, yeah. sorry, can yeah. I do something very spontaneous? Yeah. 
Can we do a very spontaneous spiritual bouquet for Celie in the comments? Yes. Can you just say a little prayer for her and then just share how you're going to be praying for her today? Yes. Just a reminder, an extension of God's love. So you're going to do that. Join us in the comments. Yes. People are typing away. Love this. I love it. That's Happy birthday. So good. Thank you, Holy Spirit and Steph. Ooh. Mary says, he loves you so much. Sometimes mm -hmm. he just wants to hear you. He doesn't want yeah. you to feel pressure in any way. This is hard for me in prayer. Yeah. Okay, Mary, you are very wise. A number of these comments <laughs> have been like just fire. Yeah. And I never say that. So you know, I mean, this is exceptional. Yeah. I think sometimes we approach prayer and we just want there to be a spontaneous download. And we think we're just sitting there like, Taking, yes. And the Lord is like, I just, hi, I want to like <laughs> be with you. I love you. Yeah. I just like being with you. I want to talk to you. I, you're not here to just take instruction. This is not a lecture. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to go and do the right thing. Like, and yeah. there's a test at the end. It's relational. I love that. It makes me think of yesterday. I was having dinner with no lunch with my kids mm -hmm. and it was like my four-year-old, my three-year-old and my 11 month old. And I was having lunch. I'm like, you know, I'm in, I'm working. I'm, we just got out of a huddle. Like I'm making lunch. I'm getting, like, I'm trying to work and, you know, get them ready to get down, go down mm -hmm. for a nap. And I'm like, I haven't looked at them in their mm -hmm. eyes and just smiled at them. And so we're at the table um, having lunch and I just start looking at them one by one and smiling at them. And they just like, like, relax. They, they, yeah, they totally. relax. It felt like, my mom's not just making me get through this, you know, and like ready for me to do the next thing or follow the next thing she has on the plan for today. Mm. But it was just like that space to just like look at each other and smile and just like have that kind of intimacy. And I think the word attunement just wants to look at us and smile yeah. at us, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's very good. Wow. Let's see. Can I feel I... like we're really behind on the comments. I know, I know, I know. Like these Let's are see. about lighting the candles. Everyone loves candles. <laughs> We love it. TLDR, light a candle <laughs> when you pray. I'm blown away that this is a topic for today. I've been having wow. a hard time lately telling the difference between God speaking to me, myself getting in the way, and the evil one trying to steal my time. How do you distinguish the difference when you're in prayer? Well, you're blown away because he's literally saying, you were feeling this way. Let's talk about it. There we go. This is him he's talking giving to, it to right you now. right now. Yes. And I think, again, Maureen, you're, you're better at this than you think you are. I've been having a hard time lately telling the difference between God speaking to me, myself getting in the way. So you're already feeling like, I know mm -hmm. I'm in the mix here. I know my own woundedness or sin. The enemy is trying to discourage me. So again, the, my hack for all things prayer is to tell Jesus that. Yeah. I'm discouraged. I'm distracted. Mm -hmm. Lord, I'm so tired. Not... Don't go into it. Help me. Give me patience. Yeah. Those, those supplications so good. He says, ask again and again. He says, ask, mm. but first tell first share mm. and discover his heart. And, and honestly, you'll just find that you take a big sigh of relief. Mm. Like, Oh, I'm seen. Yeah. What we think we need is to know what to do, but actually what we need is to be seen. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was struggling Sunday and I was just praying with the picture of the Advent devotional and I just, just saw Jesus's wow. love and hope just flow through the picture into my heart. Definitely stay with that. Mm -hmm. If that is speaking to you, stay with that image, like go imaginatively into that image, be that little lamb in his arms. Do it. Let's see. 
Um, I hope this isn't oversharing, but the mm -hmm. sin I've struggled with for months is rage and aggression. I feel yeah. so ashamed of the fact that I can't get it under control. It keeps coming up in confession oh, and I yeah. feel stuck because I don't know how to squash it. I just want to have a gentle spirit yes. for my family and for Jesus. Shalom. This is the perfect place to share it. Thank God you did. Thank God for your courage. I am sure you're not the only person here. Uh, who has that particular struggle, yeah. I think you are incredible for bringing it to confession. Mm -hmm. Do not give up bringing it to the mm -hmm. sacrament of confession. I'm thinking about um, that image of imagine like a boulder um, along uh, the seashore. And as the waves come in and wash over it, it, it doesn't move the boulder. It doesn't pull the boulder in right nothing drastic happens mm -hmm. but over time that wave washes over the boulder and it erodes it it goes away a little bit more and a little bit more and eventually it just becomes a tiny grain of sand on the sea it will diminish with the grace of the sacrament over time mm -hmm. i would bet you've already made way more progress than you think mm -hmm. but you're now just more aware of it and you have a sorrowful spirit a contrite heart and you want to be better so you're more aware but I would bet you've grown more than you think you have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the Lord wants to do it for you. Mm, like, that's it. Like, I don't know how to quash it, squash it. No. Don't. You don't. I don't either. <laughs> you just, I, Jesus, help me. Mm -hmm. Jesus, I don't know. Jesus, I'm so angry. Yeah. Jesus, I did it again. You know, mm -hmm. Br bring everything back to him because you cannot do it on your own. Yeah. Olivia said, sometimes when something just sticks in my head, mm -hmm. I know it's from God because normally my regular thoughts don't just stay with me like his inspired thoughts. That's do. very good, Olivia. Uh, let's see. Um, mm. Let's see. Which one should we read? Do I was think? talking to my therapist about how hard it is to be silent. After <coughs> my meeting with her, I got a text saying, um, Dr. Tony Evans, step by step, we can move along in the confidence that God. Our personal GPS knows exactly where he is taking I us. mean, the good shepherd. He leads us on the way. Absolutely. I would recommend the Gospel of Matthew. Yes, we do have a study on it, and it is so helpful. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, yes. Elizabeth. Um, let's see. Yeah. When you are specific with those times of any sin, but rage and confession, it yeah. helps. It helps. The more specific we are, the more we understand the cause. Yeah. And we learn more how to overcome. That's very good. If we confess and repeat generally, it will continue to come up because we're not getting to the root. That's huge. Yeah. Hi, Belen. My sister in law's here. Let's see. Mm. Oh, here she goes. <laughs> Megan. Here we go. Thanks, Megan. Wow. We're yeah. really behind on the comments here, totally. guys. I'm so sorry. Ooh, let's see. Oh, Aubrey, thanks for dropping that. Wow, guys, is there anybody even still there? Guys, you, you guys take it away. Take it away, friends. Wow. Oh, Megan no said way, Megan. That we did prayer types with my family, and we represent all four prayer types. Wowzer. And some of us are attracted to some practices of other prayer types too, which is great. It helps us to explore family prayer That's practice. So cool. It's just so good to be aware of how we are different and hear the voice of the Lord differently. Yes. You know, because yes. yeah, I kind of, and for me, it's like a pride thing, you know, like why can't you just sit in silence with me for an hour? Totally. You know? Yeah. It's like, cause that's not what God wants to do with me. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. You know? So I love that. I mean, balance in all things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So don't be introverted with Jesus. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. Oh, okay. Now oh, we got to the love bouquet. I love Thank this. You, friends. I 
have to approach prayer with confidence. There you go, Taylor, knowing I have all I need Taylor. in order to hear his voice. Taylor, yeah. so you have good. that confidence, Taylor, because you know your identity. You know where you who you who you belong to. You know mm. who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that the Lord wants to continue to help. But us I with think that. I think that confidence is big. I, <clears throat> I, it took me a long time to to realize that God is real and alive and present and cares. That might sound very simple and basic, and mm -hmm. I think it is. But I don't know that we all really believe that I think more often than not we kind of imagine our prayers like shooting up to heaven mm -hmm. and like maybe he'll stick yeah or yeah. like we have to get his attention because mm -hmm. he's so busy and so I think the confidence you're describing too is just knowing like when I show up to prayer he's here he's mm -hmm. present he's listening he's able to do something and so I can bring everything with me yeah the pain the desire uh, the boredom i can just be who i am in relationship with him because he's totally present to me and he loves me i think that also trust has a lot to do with that mm -hmm. like maybe you have confidence and because you trust the lord even when you don't have all the answers of mm -hmm. how he's gonna like resolve that or kind of show up in that part of your life so like yeah. you have this confidence of who god is because who he's proven himself to be before in your life mm -hmm. and what scripture tells us and all of the ways he reveals himself and so that you know like, Lord, just increase my trust so that mm -hmm. I can just give this to you because I know you're going to take care of me. Yeah. And I feel like I, I have that um, relationship with the Lord a lot where it's like, I don't know, but I know you're going to do something. Mm -hmm. And that, that's just, I'm here, Lord. I'm going to, what do you need me to do? I'll do it because I can't figure <coughs> things out on my own anymore. So I just trust you and I know you're going to do something. And I think that can be very, uh, it can sometimes be seen as like, oh, you're just like leaving everything up to God. And you're just kind of like being like this little hippie about life and like expecting him to just do everything for you. And it's like, well, first of all, he's my father and he wants to do everything yeah. for me. And he's not going to help. He's not going to make me stress and figure my way out through life. He's going to help me. He yeah. wants to be there for very me. Good. You know, yeah. just like if I see my kids struggling to none of them have shoelaces, but if they, but if like I, they put shoes on that have shoelaces, I'm not going to sit there and watch them until they figure out how to tie their shoes. If I've never taught them, mm -hmm. I'm going to show them or I'm going to do it for them, you know, because I delight in one helping them and not stressing them out for something that they've never learned how to do, mm -hmm. or they just can't do without me. Is anybody else just thinking about God tying their shoes for them? <laughs> Just me. Cheryl says, oh, and check your hormones. Let's be real. So Sometimes real. just knowing that it's your hormones. So real. Talking can help you walk away and control it. Wow, that's been that. I just add that into my apology sometimes. Like, sorry. No, I'm just like, Lord, what's wrong with me? And then mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. I'm, yeah. not, I'm okay. My whole life isn't a mess, you know? Everything, like, I'm just tired. It's 2020. I need a snack. I'm, you know? Yeah, I, I need sent, a hug. I sent Chilo a reel, my husband, on how like it was just like this like honestly, if your wife is cranky or upset, chances are she just needs a snack and a nap. That's <laughs> what I sent it to so him. True. And literally like that weekend, I think it was during like Thanksgiving weekend where it was just like busy. Yeah, he just like showed up with coffee for me. He's like, "Be fine." I was like, "I'm fine." Yeah, better now. Better now. I can use a coffee right now. Beth, let's Mike. do it. 
Mike, you tuning in? Okay, I've been struggling with feeling present in mm -hmm. prayer and with my family since I gave birth in August, Megan. Megan. With all the daily duties I have, I second guess myself all the time. My goal this Advent is to turn my attention back to God and get back into having a daily conversation with him like I did in college. Hey, well, okay, Megan, I hear you and I see you, but, but you're not in college. You're not in college. I just want to give you permission for prayer to look different. It's going to totally look different. Yeah. It's going to be richer. It's going to be deeper. It's going to be different. Different isn't always bad. Sometimes in this postpartum life, mm -hmm. just from my experience, mm -hmm. sometimes prayer is just locking eyes with your newborn, yes. with your infant, yeah, and just delighting in what like, the Lord's given you. Yes. That's that. Sometimes prayer of sacrifice can be changing a diaper after mm -hmm. you just don't want to do it anymore yep. that day. So it's going to look different and that's okay. Sometimes prayer is taking a nap instead of folding a basket of laundry. Yes. Sitting and you playing know? with your kid instead of yeah the the daily duties that you used to have energy and more time for. You can just, Jenna's so good at this, like look at a crucifix while you're nursing. Mm -hmm. That's prayer, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's, it's not going to be the same. And I think Sometimes it's very comfortable to want to hold it on to what has worked before. Sure. Yeah. And so we we know that that's safe because we've done it and we've heard the Lord's we've had relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But when we're in a different season, yeah, it, it's just sometimes circumstances change and the Lord wants to mm. love you in this season mm -hmm. of motherhood mm -hmm. in a different way. Mm -hmm. I, I was terrified to get married because I couldn't imagine sharing my heart with another human being the way I like wanted to share my heart with the Lord. And he's like, oh, I'm going to show you how to love me through your marriage. You're mm -hmm. fine. And, I, and then I had to learn that all over again when I had kids. Like, oh, literally my prayer life is tending to these little creatures mm -hmm. that God has given mm -hmm. me. So just be gentle with yourself. And congratulations mm -hmm. on your baby. Yes. Okay. There's still quite a few comments. I just want to. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because we're winding down here. Um, Let's see. Okay, has to be accepting of his constant love for us. Mm -hmm. He's constantly and infinitely loving us, uplifting us, and inspiring us. Wow. I recently heard about the God of surprises in that you allow God to surprise you instead of searching for him so or his sweet, answers. Honey. And it's surprisingly, excuse the pun, refreshing. Yeah. That's cool. It is really sweet. Yeah. That's your journey with him right now, you yeah. know? Mary helps me to do my hair every day. Can't wait to let God tie my shoes too. Swap Aubrey. She loves that. Oh, Elaine just happened to see this live in time. And I've been needing some kind of community and more Catholic aspects it's in so my daily awesome. life. Like, you are in the right place, so Elaine, because that's here. what we all want to. Yeah. I was so um, upset and hurt from a week of just emotional exhaustion. And mm. yesterday after crying to God, I watched a movie, ate ice cream in bed, woke up so much better. This is it. This prompt and found today was so comforting. Wow. Just need to go to Jesus for peace. Yeah. He's so kind to us. He's so gentle. We're just his little daughters, you know? Just little sheep. Yeah. Just little sheeple. Just little people sheep. I, I got it, Steph. Thanks. I got it. Yeah. I just, yeah. And he's... and. Yeah, he's he's so much more near. Mm -hmm. You know, Advent, it's mm -hmm. kind of like this anticipation of like, yeah, Jesus is going to be born on Christmas. 
But it doesn't mean that he's not present right now. You know, it's not like we're just waiting for this day to come. It's all about the relationship of with him right now to enter into that, like the greatest gift that he's given us. So it's not like a, we're waiting for him to show up in four weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. He's mm-hmm. here and he's working on our hearts right now. Honestly, you guys, I don't think a theme for Advent has ever been more timely or more hopeful or helped me to live as present mm-hmm. as the Good Shepherd for Advent. I am like loving every second. I was anticipating totally. it for weeks before. Me too. And now I'm like, I just love, I just want to be in Advent. Mm-hmm. I feel very grounded as opposed to like anticipating Christmas Day. I'm anticipating rest yes. and connection and peace and just intimacy with the Good Shepherd, mm-hmm. with his little staff touching me, mm-hmm. snuggling with him. I'm just like loving Comfort. it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it too. And there's been like so much affirmation. Yeah. That this is where we need to be with the Lord right now. Yes. And so the fact that you're all doing it with us has Mm. been even more, it's just like the cherry on top, like that community we're constantly like striving for. It gets so much easier to do this together. (coughs) If you don't have your Advent devotional, you can order it. It's not too late. You could get it digitally. You can read it in your email inbox every day. Yeah. But uh, I do think the art and having a physical book, I think there's something to that. Yeah. At least for me. And actually, I think it's up, Aubrey, right? Um, If you order the Advent devotional, the hard copy, Mm. um, you will get access to the first two weeks digitally. So you're not missing out and you're not waiting to get started with us. Oh, you guys, that is really nice of us. That is very nice of us. Uh, that's great. We just want to do this with that. you. I you know, know that. It was um, from yesterday. Well, I was out yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Guys, that's gotta okay. get caught up. Gotta get caught up. All right, friends. Let's, can we just close our time and ask Jesus to seal in the graces and the truth in his precious blood. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Thanks, gals. We love you. We're praying for you. Celie, happy birthday. We'll see you for afternoon prayer. Ooh, we will.